0: All right, well let's do this. Cool. Let's do this. Happy We're doing it. that was about to. <laughs> it's okay, that's fine. Just roll with it. All right. Happy New Year everybody. Welcome to Cranked and Wanked. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> that wasn't that was not even on purpose. um that's what a way to start the year um welcome 2023 (laughs) welcome to cranked and ranked 2023 and i know i know why that happened because i was i knew i was gonna say 2023 and there's all these w's in there and so so the w just went to cranked and wanked (laughs) 2023 <laughs> you thought you knew us and now you're going to know a whole lot more about us including our yeah our penis size um mine's a good seven. Oh, seven. Well, good good for you yeah I, I don't i haven't measured mine in a long time but i mean but how <laughs> but how do you measure it because is it, is it from the is it from the base or is it or and what? you do it when it's erect when you do it would do you, uh, like how do you this is a really good conversation to have first off welcome everybody um I've, that's why I've I just, always been very confused. I just took
1: a uh, one of my forty fives and I just like stuck it against my. Cr-
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good. Okay, all right. Um, so there, there you go. That's if anyone wants to know a good way to measure your junk because I think seven inches is a good is a good it's a good length to shoot for. And so, just grab it's a, a gift and a curse. Just grab it. Just grab a seven inch and hold it next to it and just see how you measure up. Um, Hi. Hello, everyone. Um, so the very first episode of 2023 for Cranked and Ranked, and uh, we're here. And obviously, it's been you know we took a couple of weeks off, and my brain also took a couple of weeks off. Apparently, um, but you know it was the holidays. Everything gets real loose, and uh, and now we're we're coming back together for you. And um, as usual, hello. I'm Old Head. With me as always, Mr. Eddie Sparks. That is me. We're in 2023. Back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we thought we would start off the new year. This is another genius idea from the brain of Edward Sparks. Um, He uh, he said, you know, you know, we've been doing this for a couple years now, and there's a few bands that we've done that have since released Mm -hmm. new albums and so maybe we should just, instead of going back and updating our ranking, we'll just rank all of those together. So it's all these different artists combating against each other with their new shit. And I'm yeah. like, that's an interesting thing to do. And it's a nice way to ease our, our way into 2023. And, um, and also we get to talk about some newer stuff. So um, it's, I was like, yeah, hell yeah. So we ended up figuring out that after, out of all of the artists that we've done over the couple of years we've been doing this, Seven of them, no, six of them have new albums. One of them has two new albums. And so we are going to rank those seven releases. And I think this is, I feel like I came at this a lot more from a personal viewpoint. And because we're not. I really wasn't thinking too much about their other material when I was ranking these. It, I was actually thinking about the other albums on this episode and not... I was the same. ...their catalog. Yeah. So this is interesting. <clears throat> and only... Yeah, only one of these... No, one, one of these ended up in my top 10 of 2021. And the other one, I included it in my best of 2022. Rest of them didn't even have a fucking chance. But, um, Damn. we'll, uh, we'll see how that, how that, uh, how that shakes out. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I really do <laughs> feel like I don't know how to start this. And, 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 cause I guess because we're not doing an artist. And so we're not talking about where they came into our lives. Cause it's not just one artist, it's six. And we've already yeah. talked about them. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, also, I've noticed like your 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 beard's getting a little bit fuller there. I'm I'm are you are you keeping that going or or is this you know just a Christmas time beard?
1: No, I I wanted to see what I could do. You know, I've I've played I've toyed around with some different styles uh, during this decade so far, and you know we 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 did the we did the full handlebar, mm-hmm. we did the handlebar with a soul patch. Yeah, I've had a goatee at various stages. Um, I thought, you know what? Let's try just growing it and seeing what happens. What? So, uh, yeah, whatever you do, yeah.
0: don't ever do just the soul patch, like where you get rid oh, of everything. Nah. Like there, nah. I've never seen anybody that didn't look like a douchebag that had just that. Like that is um, that is I unf- feel like unfortunate th- looking.
1: I feel like that uh, and the pencil thin uh, chin strap.
0: Yeah, that's a.
1: That's a, a very much of its time. I feel like and e- and even for its time, why, it was kind of a red flag.
0: Yeah, but why does that beard style immediately make me think of the oldest guy in NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> <Like it's, laughs> yeah. One of them always seemed to have a pencil-thin kind of beard, you know, uh, whatever, he, the, the goatee to the Van Dyke kind of thing going on anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's not one of neither one of those artists are in this list because we have we have yet to rank Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. But you know what? I would not put it past us to eventually getting to one of those. Hell yeah. I'd like to do Backstreet Boys. Honestly, I actually really like them anyway. That'd be cool. So seven releases from six different bands and we're ranking them in the order from what we think is the least good to the most good um, competing with each other. So uh, it's a competition of many different styles. Um, Eddie pointed this out before we started that, like, it seems like it, it we're covering all these different styles that we've, except for hip hop, we've we've got all these different styles that we've, you know, talked about over the years. Yeah, Ooh, I can't believe I can <laughs> say the, the phrase over the years when we talk about our podcast.
1: It's wild, isn't it? Like, it's it's. It's really cool that we've just kept this going. This is the you know. So wait, this is the
0: f- fourth wait. It's the This for, will be the fourth year.
1: Fourth year. Yeah.
0: 2020, 21, 22 and 23. Holy shit, we are entering the fourth calendar year anyway. Um yeah. of us doing Season this. 4. <laughs> see, I guess technically season 4. Okay. Um so without further ado, <laughs> see I had to I had to get that out. Um let's rank these and and um Let's not even talk about what they are. Let's just, you know, they will unfold as the listeners and viewers are enjoying this episode. So as usual, I'm going to hand it over to Eddie Sparks to tell me what his number seven pick of these seven albums is.
1: Okay, so my number seven is one of two by the same band. And that is Unlimited Love by the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: So far, we have matched up. My number seven is also Unlimited Love by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Cool.
1: So I'm just going to jump straight into the track by track. Do it. because Oh, my God. it's going to take of, forever. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, you know, w- what is it? There's uh, 17 songs on both albums. Um, and they both came out this year. And this it, is like. Yeah. And they were both recorded yeah. at the same time. Same sessions. It's, it's like a staggered, fucking. Uh, it's, it sits somewhere between "Use Your Illusion" and "Load and Reload" in terms of you know frequency of release. Yeah. But um, yeah, same basic concept. Two two albums, one session. Um, so "Black Summer," great opener. What can I say? It's still standard Chili Peppers affair, but you know it's it's a good song. Um, <laughs> here ever after now already I somehow feel like I I know what I'm getting you know not only for one but two albums here and, and I, god goddamn, dude it's, it's, it's because
0: uh, you've been getting the same thing from them for 20 years now
1: <laughs> yeah uh, and it was such a I, I was of the mindset that okay it's Uh, typical that black summer a very standard chili peppers sounding thing would kick off the album but you know i was i was holding out for this to be more eclectic and it does have its moments yeah it has the it has like i mean for for a 17 track album to have four or five songs i'm interested in that's not a great ratio no like maybe if it was a 10 track album perhaps you could say well it's got a few songs on it but the ratio here is like just way out. Yeah. Um, aquatic mouth dance. It, you know how you mentioned riff blur. Yes. We're getting t- we're getting title blur at this point because you've got American ghost dance, aquatic mouth dance. You know, it's. it's I'm I'm starting to. You know, I'm starting to think they have a formula. <laughs> mm. <laughs> little bit, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're going to notice uh, as well, I have uh, one thing I fall back on when I have nothing else to say about a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Wow, great bass. Uh, yeah. So so he- here's the thing. I'm going to say that a lot for the next two
0: albums. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, not the one... I actually really like this song's vibe. Very nice. It's different. You know, it's not... It's. I think it's quite telling <laughs> that my favorite modern Red Hot Chili Peppers songs are songs that don't sound like modern Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> poster Child. Wow. Great bass. Uh, the Great Apes. Great Apes has a cool guitar wow, solo. Great I'm Apes. With, yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's. it's (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I will say it's got a cool guitar solo with great bass behind it. Yeah. Um, It's only natural. It it was at this point in the album, uh, you know, as of writing this, I sometimes feel a bit crazy when I look at rankings of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, as much as I love their first five or six albums, yeah. I feel like there's something I'm missing when it comes to their output after 1999, Yeah, which Same. brings me to She's a Lover, which is just more clean guitar, funk rock. And this is one of those things that makes me feel like there's something wrong with me. <laughs> Cause the thing I loved about Red Hot Chili Peppers through the eighties and nineties was like the feeling of unpredictability And yet everybody raves about their output, 99 and onward, you know, if you exclude blood sugar sex magic. Yeah. As someone who got into Red Hot Chili Peppers well into their career and was excited by their stuff all the way from the mid-80s up to Californication, I genuinely don't know how someone can find something, like, by the way, more interesting than Mother's Milk or even Uplift Mofo Party Plan.
0: I, I feel like a lot of them don't, but I, I do think it, I do think that there's a difference because coming at it from an older person, I'm not a normal older person. and I feel like most older people really appreciated the, the um, unpredictable nature and fun nature of early chili peppers even through the 90's. But I feel like when they made that turn to making this more sort of middle of the road kind of mellow Chili Peppers style, I think most of their audience also became middle of the road and and mellow. And Mm -hmm. so but that's not me. And so that's I think that's the problem is that I didn't that I didn't become that because so many people you run into that are my age now, they don't really even talk about music anymore. They, they, they talk about sports or the news or their job, sometimes movies or TV, but music is usually way down the list for older people. And so yeah. and so I feel, I feel like the, the problem is, is that, th- first of all, they weren't one of my favorite bands of all time, so I didn't just take the ride with them. But, but along with that, I still have the same desires and expectations that I had when I was young where I want music to wow me and I want a band to put out something that surprises me in some way. But I think a lot of people, especially older people don't want that. So yeah. 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 It's kind of, it's kind of upsetting to, to me personally
1: to, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's like even, even I've spoken to people of my generation about chili peppers and, and, And they love the modern mellow chili peppers and they haven't even heard anything off Mother's Milk. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's just, it's just one of those things where I'm like, (laughs) I'm sorry, but how is this more appealing? than this wacky crazy shit you know i I just it's
0: just a it's it's, just a preference i I have a feeling that people that really prefer more recent chili peppers they're also the kind of people that that last sublime album is one of their favorite albums they just Mm -hmm. they just want to have that sort of i'm high hanging on the beach music all the time and that's what the chili peppers essentially make now it's like yeah. they're not at, they're not surfing or 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 doing any sort of hard drugs or doing anything interesting. They're literally just sunbathing and smoking a joint, and that's what the music yeah. is for. <laughs> and that's it.
1: It it's it really has been twenty years
0: of the same thing. And I mean, I'm going to go on yeah. and say it's been uh, at this point twenty four years of the same thing. I think Californication is the turning point. Where yes, it the them being unpredictable and putting out albums that were in, you know, challenging in some way or at least a little different in some way that ended with Californication. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that was the uh it, <laughs> the moment Blonde
0: Kedis showed up. Short hair Kedis. Yeah. Yeah. Although did he have short hair on uh, One Hot Minute? Because I fucking love that one. But um, nah, he 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 still had the mane in the airplane. You video. see what I'm saying? It's just like Soundgarden. You can hear that he cut his hair short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I, it sounds shallow, but it, it's like that. What's it called? Like Samson or or something? Yeah, like he had his
0: locks cut off. Yeah. yeah, His power. Although I don't think Chris Chris Cornell really lost any power, but is mm. Nah, Kiedis quit taking the drugs and cut his hair. That was like a double whammy. So. Yeah, I, You know, what, not, since we're tearing this apart here, I do want to go out. I know I, I, I think I said this on the Red Hot Chili Peppers episodes, too. Did we do two episodes of Chili Peppers? I don't even remember. Um, I think we, we did. We
1: did, yeah. But
0: um, the, my problem with them is that they are one of the bands. They're high up on the list of bands that I want to like what they do so badly because yeah. I genuinely like them. Like, I like them as a band. They're very talented dudes. Whenever I see interviews with any of them, I go, those guys fucking rule. And so it really hurts me that every single time I go, okay, I love you guys, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just just always (laughs) frustrating for me because I really want to be into the Chili Peppers. That's the
1: thing. And, like on the song these are the ways i've got like okay this is a bit more exciting because for a moment they remember they're a rock band you know this song is really good if you know if only this happened more often in post 99 chili peppers you know yeah um what you thinking i mean there's some cool guitar work from fruscianti but honestly again this falls into the same thing i've expected for over 20 years at this point zone yeah um bastards of lights cool song with cool changes in it uh white braids and pillow chair um it's i mean the tempo shift at the end is cool weird fucking um title yeah <laughs> uh, um, one-way traffic cool guitar work veronica has a nice tremolo effect on it uh let him cry wow great bass <laughs> uh, <the hit. clears throat> The Heavy Wing flees on vocals, which is cool.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and Tangelo is a nice closer. Um, but here is my scathing <laughs> two sentence overall review of this album. Mm-hmm. This album did not need to be nearly 20 songs long. No. This album barely needed to be 10 songs long.
0: Yeah. It. I would say bo- See, both albums problem. together barely needed to be 10 songs long.
1: Yeah, I think you you take the most interesting songs from either album, slap them together, they get a side each, you get 40 minutes of the, the most interesting Chili Peppers has sounded yeah. for a while. That's solely based on sheer quantity of output, though, because... Like, what is it? That's nearly... It's like 34 songs. Yeah. Like, you, you're going to get some cool off-the-wall shit in there, but... Not uh, no, not think, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I, I, that being said, I feel like the follow-up improved a little bit.
0: I agree, but... The, I, and all, Another thing that's really disappointing about this album is that they're fucking produced by Rick Rubin, and so I just assumed... That, oh, there's going to be a great energy to this stuff. Because he seems like a guy that he's really good at getting bands to like, look, quit fucking around and like put your heart into it. But yeah, he I mean, you I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that Rick Rubin had anything to do with this. But um, and, you know, it's the you know, it's supposed to be like the return of John Frusciante. But I, I realized that. The the John Fushante album that I feel like he, from the past, that he probably likes the most is Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is my least favorite of all the ones. the Because, er- like, I think One Hot Minute is better than Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Mother's Milk is Ooh. better than Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And those are both albums. One is not John Fushante. The other one is him being told he needs to use more distortion and play heavier shit in the studio. So it's going completely against who John Fushante is, which leads me to believe that I'm not really a fan of John Fushante. How many times can I say John Fushante? Woo! Anyway, um... <laughs> So, like, I drink think every time he drink, every time he flubs that word. Oh, shit. I don't think I've ever said his name right once in my life. But um, but he's a very talented. <laughs> he's a very talented guy. And even when like they were there were the, the build up to these albums. I don't remember what band they were talking about, but they were saying like John fuchante has been like hanging with metal bands and stuff. I was like, oh, he has. Well, maybe this will be interesting. No, it's still like doing, de-ding, doing, de-ding, doing, de-ding, doing, de-ding, every, it's just the same <laughs> fucking shit. And I'm not saying that shit
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not saying that shit's
0: easy to play, because it's like it's. I wouldn't be able to play a lot of the stuff that he plays. He's very talented, but I, There's I, a hundred I, songs that already sound like it. That's yeah, the problem. But I've come to terms <laughs> with the fact that I actually, if it comes down to it, I'm actually a bigger fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers with Hillel or some other guitar player. I don't want John Fushante. Anyway, so um I have a few points and then we can move on. Um I, I I feel like just like with all of their stuff that they've been doing over the past several years, you hear little hints of the chilies that you love, but not enough. And 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 nothing really grabs me, especially in this album. I it, I started to really feel like This album, especially a lot of the stuff that they're doing, it sounds like adult contemporary Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Like if they took Red Hot Chili Peppers and they said, oh, we want you to be able to be played on the adult contemporary channel for the old people in the dentist office. And they're like, (laughs) oh, we got that. And they just did an entire album of dentist office, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, Yeah. But yeah. They're still a great band, killer band, but the songs, unfortunately, are not good enough to make up for the mellower approach. I think that's the big problem, too. It's not just that they've mellowed out in what they're doing. It's just that the songs, for the most part, are not memorable or interesting enough to actually carry all of that. And so it's not awful. It's just not exciting and definitely not something that I'm going to go revisit probably ever. It just, you know... I, I I I wrote down here. By the time I felt like I was done with this album, it wasn't even halfway over, Ooh. and and then at that point it just faded into the background. So it's that's how I would describe it too. It feels like background yeah. music. So overall, if somebody said, "Do you think that they're a bad band or this is a bad album?" I'd be like, "No," but it is definitely not for me. And so hmm. it ends up at my number seven. Our number seven. So um, we can quickly move on. I'm right here, we're going to diverge. I'm pretty sure. Um, but what is okay. your uh, what is your number six of these these albums we we're discussing today? I love that I'm trying to be secret about it. It's fun.
1: <laughs> well, uh, my you know my number six is the direct follow up to Unlimited Love, which is Return of the Dream Canteen. Uh, how does it, is... how does
0: a canteen return? Isn't a canteen like a place that you go to? You return to the dream canteen.
1: <laughs> I thought, I, I thought as well. Like it's, isn't it like a like a, a bottle you can carry with you as well? Oh, oh, maybe it is. I
0: thought a canteen was a was like a bar or a. It's it's
1: double double meaning. Oh, okay. It's 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 kind of like how uh, minute and minute are spelt exactly the same. Um, yeah, that's weird. And that, that's always kind of fucked the with The English me. language um, is
0: fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, we really shit the bed on that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: it's, your, it's your country's fault. We we were we were we, we we've made things more interesting over here with our slang terms. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I I gotta be honest, man.
1: Sidewalk. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's on the side, and you walk on it. Yeah. That, there
0: was a, that was a very, that was a, Fuck off. That, that was a, that was a short meeting to make, to come up with that name. That was like, that's like that Mitch Hedberg joke I really like where he talks about, you know, refrigerator, toaster. All you do is say what it does and you put er after it. And, yeah. and so I'd like to be able to do that. It you know, it's, it's like, Hey, this thing makes stuff fresh. What do you call it? Well, that's a fresher. I'm going on break. <laughs>
1: That's a good job, man. Jeez.
0: <laughs> um, anyway. All right. What are we? at? Oh, Dream Canteen. Return cool. of the Dream Canteen. Not my number six. Yeah. Interestingly enough. Do you, do you drink from it? Do you drink in
1: it? Who knows? But either let's, way, let's... it's not going
0: to taste very good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. That's brutal. Um, I, w- I will say, right. Tip of my tongue. Got to confess. I like the hooks in this one. It's delivered with conviction. Uh much stronger opener than uh Black Summer. Yeah. It's it has if all red hot chili peppers post 99 was this good, funky, and interesting, you know, I mean it's all funky, but this one has a certain oomph behind it and an energy to it. It's like, see, this feels right. Like but you know it's like you say there needs to be a song there to back it up and this time it's there yeah um and then we have the follow-up pizza and love wow great bass uh, reach out <laughs> i like the explosive chorus on reach out now i will say well that's obvious will you like hard rock and heavy metal and red hot chili peppers are not strictly a hard rock and heavy metal band no but when they have their guitars on the clean setting for 90% of their output, it's nice to hear something heavy once in a while. Yeah. Which shakes it up a little bit, yeah. you know? Um it's almost like they took the loud, quiet sorry, the quiet, loud, quiet template of the nineties rock thing and just removed the payoff. And so it's just quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how, that's what sometimes pisses me off. This time, that doesn't happen. Yeah. And I will say, Eddie, that's me, but it's also a song, has an awesome guitar solo in it.
0: Uh, yeah, but did, did it like that when that song first came out, they were all like, "Eddie, this song is su- uh, supposed to be about Eddie Van Halen." I was like, "Oh, it must be really rocking." And it's like It's just the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh my fucking god. Did you actually ever listen to Van Halen? It's like, "Oh, yeah. Eddie Van Halen. What's this song going to be?" doom. Okay. Oh, Jesus wait, Christ. Wait, you Wait,
1: you're telling me it's you're telling me that song's not about me?
0: It, oh. Don't you think it would be better if it was about Eddie Sparks? Man, it would be It would be like a grindcore song. (laughs) He's cool.
1: (laughs) 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 um, Fake as fuck. Wow. Great bass. Uh, Uh, Bella. Wow. Great bass. Roulette. Wow. (laughs) Great bass. Uh, My Cigarette. Uh, okay here's something right and i know th- again this is one of those things where i'm gonna say okay cool 80s drum machine someone is gonna say well you just like the 80s that's why that's why you like that sound that's why you like that more than the rest. And I think, no. <laughs> I, love it's char- I love this character. I love this <laughs> character. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we're going to have a lot more. Uh, I'm going to have a lot more personalities this year. I feel like my, my mental health has descended to the point where I have multiple personalities. So So we can just dive straight into that. But yeah. Um, we should you should eight, like you should come machine. up with
0: like your own the actual character and maybe like put on a hat whenever that character is talking and then take it off when it's <laughs> I don't know just for the added visual effect for the people at home just put there you go uh, Ed, uh, uh, Eddie yes, uh, you like 80s drums and then of you, course you do and then you tie <laughs> up you tie up the corners and you go hello yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, what was it the the gumbies from Monty Python they had the handkerchiefs yeah. on their heads My brain hurts!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mine certainly did doing this list. Um, But yeah, so, 80s drum machine, you know, it's not because it has a synthwave-inspired soundscape, it's because it sounds different on the tail of three fucking very standard Red Hot Chili Peppers-sounding songs. Yeah. And it's like... Every time they do something
0: different, I'm like, do this more, you know? Um, I mean, even on, I mean, if we we roll it back to Blood Sugar Sex Magic, that that album is not as heavy as the one they did before it. But the thing that keep, and that's a pretty long album, but there's like a nice variety of songs. and, And the ones that are more mellow have like insanely good hooks and other stuff in them. So it really keeps the momentum of that album going. And a lot of that is just missing from this stuff
1: yeah it's it's like um like little parts from like their stuff back in the day when you think about what is it that like riff in the middle of righteous and wicked most of that song yeah is just down dirty nasty funky yeah but there's that one part where there's this like really Sabbathy, yeah. and
0: there's a lot no of that. Parts like that, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you're saying. So you made a good point because you were talking about like that sort of funky groove kind of thing. There's there's even of a lack of funky grooves, like those grooves yeah. where you go, mm, "Fuck yeah!" There's so now like it's almost like old Chili Peppers. You would you would dance like this. Yeah, and, and, I, and, now, and now you do this. Yeah. There's no, there's yeah. literally no, not, not I mean, because that's the thing is that I'm not expecting the chili peppers to be heavy. I realize that mother's milk is kind of an anomaly in there. Cause like one of my favorites is freaky styly. There's not really anything heavy on that. It's pretty uh. mellow, but there's a fucking insanely good groove and, and, and vibe to it. That just is so enjoyable. And it's, you know, once again, I, I'm comparing stuff made by dudes that are approaching 60 to dudes who were in their early 20s or whatever. And so I, I understand the difference. But yeah, I'm also older I, and I did not become lame yet. So there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's <laughs> <laughs> I re- I really like that song, actually.
1: Oh. oh, I live in Britain. I never need to hear it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know the, the one that I don't like, now Onto no, Oasis, I don't like uh, Don't Look Back in Anger. I don't like that song at all. It, that's,
1: oh, so can we can't yeah.
0: We've just got copyright claim, by the way. Just because, like, <laughs> first off, I don't like... Is that Noel that sings that one? Yeah, I don't like Noel's voice as much as Liam's voice. But also, that song... The people would always say, Oh, Oasis, they're very Beatles esque. But that song literally sounds like they just ripped off a Beatles song and then wrote new notes and words over it. And so I'm just like, e- Yeah, I'm just like, Yeah, that song's kind of lame. Whereas Wonderwall is just an insanely well written song, beautiful song. I love it. I'd never get tired of yep. it. Yep. You ever seen that
1: video? Uh, what's it called? It recently got put back up because there was like a copyright claim against it or something, but it finally got put back up. Uh, it's called Wonderwall, but it's a complete shit show. Oh, yeah, and it's so funny.
0: Yeah, maybe <laughs> there's one. There's yeah. one that, of the of the Backstreet Boys doing "I Want It That Way," where they just sound completely fucked up the whole time. And um, <laughs> those are a lot of fun. One of my
1: favorites is Africa by Toto, but the vocals are one beat out of oh, step God. and one note out of key and it's so funny. Everything else in the song is normal. So, I hear the drums echoing tonight. <laughs> so. It's just so it's a fucking hellscape, but I love it. Um oh and one more sorry one more while it's on my mind. Have you ever heard never gonna hit those notes?
0: No. Is that Rick oh, Astley? It's,
1: it, yeah, it's incredible. Someone's got a pitch shifter and they've just gone, uh, just like, woo, all over the place?
0: <laughs> <laughs> never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. It's so I'm funny. I'm one of those weird people that like years ago when that, when the Rick rolling thing first started, I I apparently didn't quite understand it because I thought it was like you were giving somebody a present because it's like oh you were expecting this one thing <laughs> and then you get never going to give you up which to me is a fabulous song and i love it so i was all like oh yeah, yeah. rick astley again but apparently it was supposed to be like a bad thing that you were getting rick rolled, and i'm like no 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 you were be you were being given a gift of rick astley yeah. so there you go that was a that was
1: a you know that was a simpler time in in youtube you'd have you'd have something like man's arm torn off in an industrial press (laughs) and you'd be like well i can't not click on that and then you'd click on it but yeah
0: oh man that's (laughs) just just your yeah just your little version of that intro beat i'm just like i'm so ready for that song now i love that song tell
1: you another one that's great together oh yeah i mean it's very stylistically similar but i know but that guy but you have to remember
0: i'm pretty sure that when he put that album out i think those are both on the same album and i think he was like 19 years old or some shit and like wow really i I didn't realize he's that young yeah yeah um because i mean plus like he's one of those dudes that he has aged incredibly well like I just, yeah. you see him and I'm just like, holy crap. I, w- I, w- I mean, I guess, you know, I look younger than my age, but he like looks like this mature, very well put together, chiseled, handsome man. And it's like and he, he's like 60 years old or something. I mean, he's probably 50, 50 something. But still, you know, I, mean, I, I, I envy the guy and his voice is fucking great. So, yeah. Yeah. Great singer, man. Anyway, Killer. I love how we've... Yeah. I, these are these tangents. Chinch? All right. Cranked yep. and wanked. All right.
1: <laughs> Another cranked and wanked tangent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from John to <from> <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, all oh, right. Um, are we even halfway through this yet? No. <laughs> 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 okay, so... Um, afterlife. Wow. Great bass. Um, shoot me a smile. Uh, now
0: I have. Just shorten that title to just uh, shoot me. <laughs> 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 which, is fun, which is funny. Which is funny
1: because I have I have this like I have this definition in my head. I've, I've heard other people call it that as well. But you ever get the vibe that like when a song starts and starts going, you're about to hear. You need a car that can keep your family safe. They all knew my Batu monstrosity. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that from a lot of middle-of-the-road chili peppers. I'm just kind of like, I'm waiting for someone in a Nissan Qashqai to drive past a beach in a sunset. And it's like, ugh. But yeah. Um, handful. Chorus effect. I'm listening. Um, now I will say, here we go. The highlight of the album for me, The Drummer. Sounds like something I'd write through the lens of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. I fucking love this song, I'm not going to lie. Those keyboard chords are awesome. They're, like it has an almost, you know, AOR feel to it, yeah. you know. Like it like it could be a secret Boston B-side that they chili pepperized, but I mean, I really love this song. Um Bag of Grins is heavy. You know, it gives me the grunge vibes. Uh, I like this one a lot too. It's um, just a shame that it's outweighed by a bunch of other junk. Yeah. Um, la la, la la, la la la. Lighters in the air. It's ballad time. Copperbelly. Wow. Great bass. Uh, carry Me Home. Wow. Great bass. <laughs> in the snow. Wow, great bass. Uh, this album, <laughs> while well, twice the length it should be, had weirder and more interesting songs. Actually, I really liked In the Snow. I forgot to do a note for that. Uh, that I thought that was a nice closer. That being it, it said... It
0: also had great bass, though.
1: They all do. Yeah, it did have... Yes. Yeah, that is, like, the one thing they have done consistently right throughout... And that is flea. Um,
0: I could, yeah, yeah really much, flea could just sit on a stool and play bass with no other music around him, and I would really enjoy it. <laughs> so yeah.
1: <laughs> Again, much like its predecessor, this album did not need to be nearly twenty songs long. This album barely needed to be ten. Yeah, I think you have uh, a double albums worth times two with two good eps in there yeah uh which is oh god let's say divided there are there's like seven eps worth in this (laughs) selection so that being said i'm sorry but they both had to inhabit the bottom slot because both outstay their welcome And far too much of it is the same thing we've had for the last 24 years.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I but I didn't put that next in my list um, because I did enjoy a few things on it. And number six had to be um, reserved for my biggest disappointment of 2022. And um, my number six is Rad Wings of Destiny by Ugly Kid Joe. So Look how he massacred my boy Yeah um, So I am a really big Ugly Kid Joe fan as is Eddie And mm-hmm. um, If you listen to our one of our Early episodes we ranked Ugly Kid Joe And I talked a lot about how important That band is to me and was to me In high school and You know and even the stuff up until this Album that they had put out had things about It that I really enjoyed and so I was a Really big fan of theirs I still am So they announced this album, and the album is called Rad Wings of Destiny, which is a funny title, and the album cover is just a really cool sort of Ugly Kid Joe-looking painting with the dude and other shit going on. It looks like an absolute blast, which is the complete opposite of what the album is. So... Hmm. The first song that came out, I don't remember the name of it, but it just sounds like an ACDC song, literally just ripped off from ACDC, where Whitfield even sings and does vocal things just like Bon Scott would have done. Like it's literally just copycatting ACDC. But I didn't let that bother me because I'm all like, well, they 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 do they toy around with different styles and they pay homage to stuff that that influenced them. So you know, on its own, it's a fun track. So I was like, let me hear the rest of the album. And the whole album is one of two things. Either stale versions of stuff that sound like other bands or songs that are completely void of energy and fun. Those are the only two things on this Ugly Kid Joe album. And like, mm-hmm. like to give you an example, the, the, the second song on the album is called Not Like the Other which sounds like they're trying to do like a 70s glam you know style song but the song begins with like you know and then you hear these voices go hey and the haze are so unexcited it sounds like they're all laying in reclining chairs recording it <laughs> guys we got to record the haze for this song all right play it hey and that's what that's literally what it sounds like. I was for people in the podcast world, I was leaning back in my chair looking really bored. And but even that song that could have used a bit of energy is presented in a way that's just so like, eh, here's a song. And um just like I said with with uh, um with uh, with red-hot chili peppers, like I understand everybody gets older and ugly kid Joe are older but I'm older too. They're a little bit older than me, but there's something about this album. I wrote, I wrote down this album is just a plotting chore to get through. Like it really, I kept waiting for something fun. And when I mean fun, I don't mean silly or jokey. They didn't have to do that, but just something that came close to what they had done before when it comes to what you go to Ugly Kid Joe for, which is like what mm. the album cover and album title are. That, that I, I would ha- I would have to say that I think that it is the most bait and switch album cover and album title in the history of music, because you look at it and you're like, this is gonna be a good time, <laughs> and the music is just like, mm. all right, here's some songs. We're Ugly Kid Joe. Um, listen to them, I guess, if you want. Good night and that's like that's that is the whole the album in a nutshell and so it, it's very aggravating because this is a band that I love and a band that's very important to me and it's just bummer after bummer on this album and did it's
1: the sorry I was, I was just going to say that did the the producer that did America's Least Wanted return for this one Mark Dotson
0: I, th- I heard someone say something like Mark Dotson's a great producer, but he's even he can't help out, you know, uninspired songs. <laughs> he's not going to help with that. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I heard that, but yeah.
0: But um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's really all I have to say about it. But it went way down here because my disappointment over this album made it even worse than one of the red hot chili peppers albums for me, because I just, mm. I went back to listen to it so many times because I just wanted to like it. I just wanted to like it. Cause I'm just like, it's, it's ugly kid Joe. I want to like it. And I want to have a good time. But every time I listen to it in different settings in different moods. And every time I just went, God damn it. what the It's literally just the, it sounds like the most phoned in when it comes to songwriting and performances like Whitfield Crane's still a great singer, but even even he seems like he's just kind of doing going through the motions on this, and it's it just you know, and and it, it's fine like it, you know it's I, I'm I'm okay I'm okay with a band doing something different, but this isn't different. This is this almost just feels like very watered down, and then and then watered down again after it was watered down, and yeah. so it's it's just a real bummer to me, and so that's why uh, it's number 6 for me rad wings of destiny um a, f- a cool, cool side note i don't know if you've been paying attention to me on social media and other things but um there's a there's a connection here rad wings of destiny sad wings of destiny um i, I would go on record now as to say that i am a judas priest fan now ah so it's so it's clicked it's clicked you like mean, I, it it clicked with me <clears throat> with the 80s stuff but i've been very slowly yeah. moving backwards and that now that I'm doing that and I'm listening to it, and I'm going, you know what if if I take a step away from this music and disassociate it from metal because it's mostly not hmm. metal. Um, and so if I do that and I come at it from like a hard rock standpoint and just having a good time, I'm like, yeah, these are great songs. And they're a great band, so i'm i'm yeah. i'm I'm fully in there now where now post painkiller. I can't really be bothered at this point, but they have a new album coming out this year. And so I'm going to be able to approach it from a different viewpoint now, because now I actually enjoy a lot of their stuff. So cool. That'll be interesting. Anyway.
1: Yeah. um, Speaking of, of bands that actually do evolve and take creative risks pretty much, largely throughout that was Judas Priest. Yeah. Doing their thing. Just, you know, jumping off of, Red Hot Chili Peppers last 25 years of doing exactly the same thing.
0: that's true. Even going forward, you know, thinking about our ranking of Judas Priest, even when you get to, like, Nostradamus, which I didn't like, it's still them putting forth an effort to do something different. So, yeah. So, there you go. Cool. Um,
1: I like Red Wings of Destiny a little more, but I've come at it from a different angle. That being said, my number five... Sorry, I've done my notes kind of weird this time. (laughs) Let me find it. (laughs) Okay, uh, my number five is Def Leppard with Diamond Star Halos. All right. Okay, so we have now entered, for me, the zone where there are songs on this release I can see myself going back to. Okay. Potentially, potentially, um, maybe cutting out some of the filler and having kind of my own version of the album. It's also which, a very you know, long album, too. Yeah, th- that's, that's something a lot of these fucking bands need <laughs> to get in their head, is that just because you've been gone for seven years, not, not in the studio, does not mean you need five extra songs on top of a 10-song track list. It, anywhere between eight and 12 songs is perfectly fine. Yeah. 13 or 14 if the album is fucking flawless yeah anything beyond that you are really risking outstaying your welcome yeah um that being said take what you want great opener great energy blows the bloody doors off yeah uh kick quite clearly designed for a live setting sing along vibes the the big single from this album fire it up same could be said here, except it's not as big a you know single. Um, you you could argue that for most of Dev Leopard's career, really. Yeah. You know they are the, you know, I mean the, hell, you could say they were the last hurrah of the hair metal era with Adrenalized. Like that yeah. was really the last, the last big album of that era. Um, this guitar featuring Alison Krauss. Uh, this duet is the track 4 ballad of the album and judging by the wince on your face when i said that that is uh <laughs> it does have a country edge to it. You said yeah. Something well,
0: i know is a boner killer for you. And Al- well, <laughs> Alison Krauss is is considered folk um or or americana. I don't think she's a, like actual country music but um mm. still it's just one of those it's one of those combos where i just go you guys are one of the most famous bands in the world. Can't you get somebody more interesting to be on your fucking songs, Not, let alone two of them? I think she's on two of them. So she, She's on two. Jesus yeah. Christ, Joe Elliott. <laughs> Come on, man.
1: Um, SOS Emergency brings the energy back up. Liquid Dust, great hooky rock song. Uh, U, you, you, as in the letter U. Uh, rock, spelt R O K and me spelt m-i uh silly
0: but i wish the people in the podcast could see that face i was making
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's kind of cringe uh (laughs) it's got a psychedelic edge to it at points it's cool it has a most triumphant solo um goodbye for good this time don't say that i'll tear up um (laughs) all we need <laughs> I definitely think this album needed more air in its mix it oh, does yeah. feel a little it, it, while I was listening to it it feels like they've attempted to simulate the feeling of being in a stadium rather than just embracing the stadium rock sound you know it doesn't sound like what they used to do I mean you, you could say hysteria sounds very um robotic or um you know cleanly produced yeah but it does a much more effective job at putting me in a space with the guys yeah rather than you know i want music to take me places i'm very aware i am listening to a song right now on a pair of headphones because it's like everybody's way up and i feel like music needs to get some air back in it. You know, I, who's in control of the volume knob? I am. Yeah. I'll decide when it's too much, you yeah. know, um, rather than being told this is what you get. Um, Fuck you, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Open your eyes. It has a Muse-esque bass tone at the start. You know, they're, they're clearly still, you know, adapting and and doing new sonic things give me a kiss uh i'm of the mindset that this album would have been far more effective if they capped it at roughly 10 tracks um coming up soon uh you know angels oh we have our first bracket song of 2023 angels (laughs) can't help you now. this is the stage in the album where fatigue begins to set in for me unfortunately these aren't bad songs but at this stage, they're not bringing anything new to the table that I haven't already had on this release. Mm-hmm. Um, which, quite literally, it transitions beautifully into Lifeless, which is another <laughs> duet with Allison.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unbreakable uh, is modern lap doing modern lap uh from here to eternity now damn dude what a closer somehow harkens back to classic rock songs like i want you she's so heavy oh sorry i want you she's so heavy and dazed and confused while also conjuring their 80s era if the last five songs hadn't happened and they closed it with this at number 10 this album would probably be higher on this list overall fun energy on a lot of the music but could have benefited from being capped at 10 songs as opposed to 15 yeah i get that it's been seven years but sheesh keep it a fun 40 minutes rather than bloating it you guys
0: yeah come Uh, on honestly honestly (laughs) i think that if they i'm sure they all have their reasoning for doing these things but i feel like If you go into a recording session and you come out with 14 songs and you feel like they're all strong enough to be released, release a 10 song album. And if everybody fucking loves that next year, release a four song EP. And guess what? All those same people are going to buy that shit. it's like exactly. And and I think it makes the extra songs more digestible because you're 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 now separating it from what are the 10 strongest to you. And then, or, yeah. or do nine strongest with with an and eh, but then put one of the strongest on the EP with some three ants or whatever. But I just think that, like, that's a, like, I, honestly, I feel like that the model, like, that's what Carcass did the last two times. They put out yeah. an album. The next year they put out an EP of Leftovers from that session. And then the next time they did it in the reverse order where they put out an EP and then the next year they put out an album. And so I'm just like, yeah, everybody do that. Carcass know how to do it. Listen to them. Um, Anyway. It's, yeah. We're all living in the modern world.
1: And as such. Unfortunately. uh, It's a hard... Yeah, it's a hard... It's a hard truth pill that we're all going to have to swallow. Our attention spans are fucked. They're not what they used to be. I can own up to that. You know, I used to be able to sit down, uh, you know, on a bus journey and listen to a whole album. Now, I feel like, you know, the likes of, you know, TikTok have utterly, completely ruined my attention span. So I would be 100% down for um bands doing shorter releases because like you know back in the day kiss albums aren't long nope you know i don't we've kind of come full circle really yeah i I think
0: i don't think my attention span has actually changed at all even when i was younger i preferred albums that were around 40 minutes long 45 minutes long and it's i feel the same exact way I, i i don't uh the only way that it's gotten different for me is that you know a, cu- a couple albums in recent memory have come out and have been barely over thirty minutes, and I just go yes, it makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but um, are you done with that one with Def Leppard?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's not really anything to to dissect it. it it's just Def Leppard doing a a new mo- modern modernized. <laughs> yeah, you got hysteria, adrenalize,
0: modernize. That could have been an album. They should have. Uh,
1: yeah, it'd be better um, than
0: Diamond Star Halos. What a fucking awful title. Just like
1: I, a, a, yeah, a, I don't a, know what they're
0: thinking there. Well, they just like they, it's a lyric from a song they like. <laughs> right, because it's from uh, it's from Bang a Gong, Get It On by uh, oh. T Rex. Of course it is.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I do apologize
0: anyway my number five let's i'm gonna go through this quickly because we've talked about this band enough on this episode my number five is return to the dream canteen or is it return of the dream canteen i wrote down return to the dream canteen i
1: i have uh bear with me pull it return up turn of the dream canteen
0: pull it up on on on, on the, on the internet. let's find out what the true title of that album is Are you returning to it, or is it returning to you? Let's find out right here on Cranked and Ranked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is, in fact, return of the Dream Canteen. Oh, so I fucked up. I wanted it to be returned to the Dream Canteen. Anyway, okay, so that's my number Uh, five. Can I just
1: just say one thing about the album
0: that I forgot to mention?
1: I think it's the coolest album cover they've had in a long time.
0: It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Second album of the year. Second one from the same session produced by Rick Rubin. Um, mostly the same old shit. But I think this album starts off very strong. I like the first couple songs a lot, um, way more than I expected to. Um, it does fall off after a few and then it kind of goes into this same sort of like sleepwalking, red hot chili peppers kind of sound. But it has more moments in it that I would go, oh, OK, that I, I'm, I'm into this. And then it'll be two or three songs where I'm not interested at all, followed by another one that's a little more interesting. Um, I just, it's just one of those things where um, I put it higher up just because it had more to offer me and um, following their, their, their previous album of the same year, it was more entertaining um, overall. But I really do think that, yeah. Once, once I was halfway through this album, I just, you know, that's when I came to the realization. I just think that they, they, I think that they're making music for other people. And those people are the ones that discovered them through Californication and later. Yeah. And cause that's all they've been doing. So I, I, I kind of feel for those fans that came in with Californication or with by the way, or some other album. And they probably have no problem with these albums and these albums. That's probably why this album is on some people's end of the year list, because they, they, the older stuff is just weird stuff. And this stuff sounds like red hot chili peppers. So, um, but it's the complete opposite for me. So, um, yeah, has its moments overall. I probably won't go back to listen to it again. Um, in fact, most of these albums Barring the top two, I probably don't find myself wanting to go listen to again. Um, so, yeah, my number five was Return to the Dream Canteen, of the Dream Canteen, from Red Hot Chili <laughs> Peppers. Number four. <clears throat> okay,
1: so speaking of cutting albums down to a more digestible um, length... <laughs> that sounded funny. <laughs> um we have Limp Biscuit with Still Sucks. Okay. Um so yeah.
0: Th- am, we're in I, what the am I, What am I hearing? Oh, that's extremely heavy British rain. Oh shit, it's li- it's loud enough to where I hear it in here. Anyway, all right, let's it's let's, yeah. let's, let's get into your number 4 Still Sucks by Limp Biscuit. I-, I tell you what, there, there's an episode of
1: Tracklist Tournament where I've I've had the rain battering the house, and it's just it creates a nice vibe. It's kind of like speaking, my speaking voice of now. that.
0: I know, I, I know, I I left a comment on your last video, but that video was so good. The um oh what, the Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath part three for those of you who well, are listening you. or watching and you haven't gone yet, go just go to Eddie Sparks' page and just watch the most recent video because it is like it's back to like you know when I first started watching his stuff like this is the kind of thing he was doing, but I feel like this is even funnier and more entertaining than in the past. It's just one of those things. Cause he's, he's essentially talking about an era for the most part of a band that I'm not really that interested in. And he made it absolutely fun. And so. Why? Thank you. So yeah, go, go watch that. That was a great video. Anyway. Um, So yeah. Thank you, man. So I, I think that like that, you know, I know it, I, I know it probably takes a long time to throw those together. But um, but that shit's fun as hell.
1: Well, I've I've decided that, you know, I used to move myself around the screen a lot. Yeah, um, I've decided to ditch that in, fa- in favor of more of a um, stripped back kind of editing thing. Like I still got yeah. the green
0: screen and it works. Oh, no, yeah, it's it great. Works. It, it, I, it wasn't missing anything. So,
1: yeah, nice. Anyway, I, I was working too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Limp cool. biscuit. Limp Biscuit, okay. Um, well, out of style. Holy fucking shit! That riff, dude. It it, yeah. it almost feels. It almost feels like a dubstep drop on oh, a guitar. Yeah, like boom, wham, boom, like all of those that Floyd Rose dives.
0: The and beginning, shit. the beginning of that song is just—it still gives me so much joy, just because that kicks in and it sounds so good. And then you hear him go, DJ yeah. Lethal, and the scratch. I was just like, <laughs> oh god. And then the scratching comes. and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is fucking awesome. So, I remember watching your. Uh,
1: Video reaction to that, and yeah. even I made I made the same <laughs> face that you made. I saw my reflection in the screen, like uh, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. they're back!" Yeah, but yeah, um dirty rotten biscuit. Yeah, three words to describe this song: get your groove on. Yeah, the biscuit's back. You know, <laughs> dad vibes. I love oh, this. Yeah, yeah. that's my, a great one. Like my girlfriend loves this song. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, the Fred Durst dad vibe rebrand was genius. Absolute genius. Yeah. Um, dad running on a rhino. It's just so fun. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. It's a great um, it's a great song. Essentially, it's just a hip-hop song. Like, there's no... i the
1: rap with the dad vibes. Yeah, now, remember the bounce of the franchise? Can't live with him, uh, Can't
0: live without him. Can't New live without him. back on the block um, the On the, the block dad with got the the, the sag <laughs> in the back with the drip. Coming to the sip. La-dee-da. La-dee-da. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man to uh turn it up bitch i mean that bass line reminds me um of uh the day the fellas took over from the chronic oh (laughs) yeah it's got that kind of just uh for any for any listeners who don't don't recognize that song title in order to circumvent any um racial stuff we replace the n-word with fellas on this show um it was it's off a gangster rap album. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that song." That song.
0: I was like, how, "How can you? Why? Why? How can you put together a song that's so banging, and then I can't? I can't rap it. <laughs> I feel bad if I rap it, oh, but I man. want to because it's so good."
1: Anyway, I tell you what. Speaking of stuff that you want to sing, is just everybody needs some hardcore, fucked up, bang your head shit. So turn it up, bitch. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't change. Acoustic
0: ballad, you know, cool cut. I mean, that's a cover. I mean, you knew that, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, which is which is a really good NXS song. Um, Kind of unnecessary on this album, in my opinion, but you know, is what it is.
1: Well, it part of me wonders if they heard that you know, track four or five is where you got to put a ballad. So they stuck it there. And they're like,
0: we had a hit um, with a cover song before that was acoustic because they did Behind Blue Eyes. That was po- I think that was popular yeah. for them. So yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Be the sad man.
1: It's just so funny. It's so funny to go from introducing chocolate starfish yeah. to nobody knows what it's like <laughs> to be hated. <laughs> it's like, come on, Fred, don't get sad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that was that was
1: Jacksonville. That was (laughs) that
0: was on that album that didn't have um, Wes Borland on it. So maybe he was just sad overall. I don't know. Yeah,
1: he's going going through a a breakup. (laughs) Um, You bring out the worst in me. Um, If bipolar had a soundtrack, Um, (laughs) love the hate. Go on, go ahead and hate them. They're a success, and you ain't. Yeah. Um, Barnacle, punky track. Empty hole, acoustic track, pill popper. Some some of, some of West Borland's riffs are just mad underrated. Yeah, you know. um Snacky poo, <laughs> full blown hip hop song with a skit at the end. Yeah, um, and goodbye is like a, a pop song yeah. kind of closer, and it's it's one of the most weird surreal thirty five minutes I've you know i've ever experienced and every time i listen to it i have fun um Mm -hmm. same here but as much as i enjoyed it i found it to be quite front loaded and many songs and many songs in the second half don't even reach the two minute mark i think there's three in a row that are sub two minutes um and you know it keeps a flow going but you know it's highs are high but I feel like some of the ideas could have benefited from a, a little bit more development.
0: Yeah.
1: That being said, it fits the bill with the less than 35 minutes long thing that I've been pushing for this entire episode. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think that's, I think that's an ideal length for something like this. Yeah. Um, like I say, I'd rather have an EP. I want to play twice than an album that feels like a commitment, you know,
0: mm-hmm. 100% agree. So, uh, Hell yeah. So, so yeah, that's my, uh, that's my number four. Okay. My number four, you already talked about it. Def Leppard, Diamond Star Halos. Good. Um, okay. Their 12th album. I, I, uh, I really liked their last one, which was just called Def Leppard. I thought it was, that sounded like modern <laughs> Def Leppard and it, and with a throwback sort of, you know, a little sprinkled in kind of thing. And, and it was a lot of fun. This one to me is, is a complete opposite where, Um, I, Mm. the songs to me aren't very good on this. I, I, I lost interest immediately because the singles that they were releasing, I wasn't interested in them at all. I would hear them and go, God, these are not really that good. Um, Mm. and yeah, so yeah, the, the self-titled album was in 2015. So it's been a little while, but, um, for the most part, my problem is a lot of these songs, not only are they weak, but, but a lot of them sound very little like Def Leppard to me. It could just be any band. Um, yeah, they're just yeah, like gen- generic that... old guy rock tunes. And um, mm-hmm. these are old guys. I, I understand that. But uh, a lot of these songs, they they also are kind of annoying because uh f- several of them start off very promising and then just lose steam really quickly. So you think you're going to yeah. get a good time and then it just kind of doesn't go anywhere. Um, once again, I really do think that the Chili Peppers this album it's it's music for older people that don't really listen to that much music anymore and and you have those conversations with them where they go i don't even know this band had a new album and you know they, you know it's yeah. like you get those kind of people and it's there's nothing wrong with that but they're still together are they yeah that, i get that a lot yeah um, yeah and so um or they're people that listen to things like Def Leppard and they, they have like five or six bands they listen to and that's it. And they just think all modern music is awful. It's, it's off. It's all, all music is crap these days. It's all hippity hoppity all over the place. Um, so this album is for those people. Um, and it's unnecessarily long. Um, but I liked things about it, but overall I I'm like, yeah, um, it's, it's, not anything I want to go back and listen to, but uh, it has its moments and I like Def Leppard and I'm glad they're still kicking it. I just think that this album is not for me and it doesn't have this, this <laughs> the song. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the songs, <laughs> the songs aren't, uh, aren't strong enough. And overall, I, it just wasn't very exciting. So um, hmm. uh, my number four Def Leppard diamond star halos bringing us in to the Top three of these albums. that what w- we were gonna call this. Oh, the one thing that we talked about calling this episode w- was uh, um, "Old Friends, New Stuff." Yeah, um, or you yeah, know, I, l- I like that. A- or post rank al- albums. I don't know what they would. What they you know. Or For those of you who are joining post us, e- late. post. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, like post episode <laughs> releases or something like yeah. that. So, yeah, if if anyone's, you know,
0: like, why didn't you include these albums? Well, because they're probably from bands that we haven't talked about yet. The whole point of this episode is these are bands we've already ranked. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel the need to, like, say that again. Anyway, (laughs) uh, on to to our top three. Cool. So my number three
1: is Ugly Kid Joe, Rad Wings of Destiny. Okay. Cool. I completely understand your criticisms. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they are legitimate. This is nowhere near the level of excitement I get from their uh, 90s output or their, um, even their most recent. I mean, I, I'd say I'd probably enjoyed it roundaboutly this, the same as I have the last few, uh, the last couple. Okay. that Those being Ugly uh, early uglier early than used they to used be. to be. And, uh, and Stairway to Hell. Um, yeah. I think for, for me it, i feel like this album has its own personality in their discography in a sense that it almost <laughs> it almost feels like a bit of a tribute album to you know their influences maybe as opposed to um them doing ugly kid joe you know yeah hence such a such a heavy AC/DC like sound to a lot of the bigger rocking songs on here but you know with that i'll just jump in uh that ain't living sounds a lot like acdc but it comes off as like a love letter on this song you yeah. know they just they just this comes off as, we really like the sound of this. We want to, tr- you know, try to do it. And,
0: you know... But it, and it, and uh, it, I think I think it would make more sense if ACDC wasn't also a band that is also still doing ACDC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, did you hear that last ACDC album? It was actually pretty good. They're still doing it. So, you know, we don't need yeah. other bands to do it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I feel like it does set up a bit of a tone on this album, though. Mm. It, it kind of sets up the... We did a comeback EP. We put out a modern take on Ugly Kid Joe with Uglier Than They Used To Be. This one feels like they're really leaning into the classic rock vibe on this album. Um, So you get Not Like The Other. I'm not the biggest fan of this song. It's not my favorite on the album by any stretch. It does knock the pacing a little bit. I don't hate it, but I'm, I'm with you on the hey. lack of enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm in agreement. Yeah. Um, however, I love everything's changing. You know, I I love this song. It sits somewhere between Busy Bee and Cloudy Skies. It's this like nice, which, chill. Which would be
0: cool melancholy- if it had followed up to really exciting, fun songs. And then you get a little bit of a mellow side. I'm fine with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's like a nice chill, melancholy, acoustic driven rock ballad. You know, I, I love the chimey guitars in the chorus. That's really cool. Um, Kill the Pain. Whitfield Crane still has a cool fucking voice, dude. Yeah. Like this, this song reminds me of No One Survives from Stairway with its kind of like dark modern rock feel. Um The guitar solo is also pretty cool. Uh, Then you get the cover of Lola. (laughs) Which I
0: love that song, but an uh, an unnecessary cover. For for me,
1: uh, this song has always been... um, I don't want to say tarnished or tainted, but it kind of spoiled for me because there's a scene in Futurama where... You know, uh, the really cocky uh, space captain, uh, Zap Brannigan, gets up and tries to seduce Leela, the Cyclops lady. you
0: seen Futurama? No. I mean, I, I know it. No. I just I've never really watched yeah. it.
1: There's a, there's a scene where he gets up and he does a really shit version of Lola, but he changes it to Leela. And everybody everybody like runs for the escape pods because it's that bad. <laughs> but uh, plus, Plus I, yeah. feel, I
0: feel like that there are certain songs that need to be sung in exactly the way that they were sung when they were made. So I can't, that song is so great. And I think it's a pretty perfect song, but it has to be, a it has to be sung like that because that sounds perfect. The way the way that yeah. the way that he does it, Mister Kink, whatever his fucking name is, the guy from the Kinks, um, Ray Davies, Ray Davies, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. But where I was going with that is, it's a fun song, but I can never hear Lola without thinking of Zap Brannigan from Futurama. Got it. You're okay. L e e l a Leela.
0: I wonder how many people. It ha- over the years have done karaoke to that song, never actually knowing the lyrics and realizing that in the last third of the song, it's re- it's revealed that it's about a man that's dressed yeah. like a woman because he doesn't, because he doesn't s- technically say anything about it being a man dressed like a woman. Yeah, And even when he says it in the song, it's, it's phrased in a way where if you, you can't, you don't really hear it. Unless you're looking at the lyrics, because he says, you know, I know what I am and I'm glad I'm a man. And so is Lola. But the way he says, yeah. so is Lola, it's like it, you don't quite catch it. So I just imagine all of these like classic rock dudes. I'm yeah. going to do I'm going to do this for my girl Lola. And then they get up there with the lyrics and they're all like, wait, this is about a, <laughs> this is about a dude. I'm like, yeah, that's what makes it a uh. fucking great song. And it makes like when, and once you know that and go back to listen to some of the lyrics, you're all like, oh, she walk like a woman but talk like a man. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's such a great song, but Ugly Kid Joe didn't need
1: to do it. It's like when people use every breath you take as a fucking <laughs> wedding song. And, and, it's, and it's like, dude, it's about a stalker. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, um,
0: or or yeah, or, or they of... or they turn it into a hip hop song and change all the lyrics so it's fucking awful, Puff Daddy.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, reminiscent
0: <laughs> I mean, time. I think that was. <laughs> I think that I remember. Like, so I was. I had to have been, you know, not maybe nineteen, twenty years old when that song came out. The "I'll Be Missing You" by Puff Daddy and whatever. You know, the tribute to 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 uh, Notorious B.I.G. But the first yes. the first time I heard it, I remember like verbally yelling at the TV like who the fuck let them do this shit <sighs> because like I'm not I'm not a huge you know fan of that particular song I like the police that song's good it's just not you know I think they have way better songs but just like yeah. just the, the the uninspired choice of changing the lyrics to every single day every time I pray I'm like oh my fucking god if i like, that that's when that's when you know the <laughs> artist is also the producer cuz any other producer yeah. would have been like you sure you, you, i mean this is kind of a cheese ball but you know what i guess who, yeah. who, who who was right in the end he had a fucking multi-million selling hit and i am doing this podcast with you <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, Puff Daddy, um, or P Diddy, or Diddy, or Piddly Dong Ding, whatever you're calling yourself this week. <laughs> but uh, Piddly Dong Ding, <laughs> whatever. Oh. Anyway. Oh man.
1: Um, How's it going? Ring ding dong. Yeah. Ring a ding 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 dong. Um,
0: anyway. Uh. All right. So we're, we were we were on Lola by Cool the Kinks, Ugly Kid Joe.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, let's 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 move it over to Dead Friends Play, uh, which is another ACDC worship song. Uh, up in the City is a mellow, slinky rocker. Uh, now, here's the exact moment in the album where you verbally let out a fuck off <laughs> with drinking and driving, which is country time, uh, which I've written down in my notes, this is your fuck this moment. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a few like, of those on the album, sh- but yeah.
1: <laughs> this w- I'm thinking it was the definitive one though. <laughs> I feel like the moment a banjo shows up, you like start melting like fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh that being said, you get failure, uh you know, chorus affected distortion, me likey. Um and Long Road is a nice chill song to close out on can't go wrong with that worked on america's least wanted um all in all is it on the level of america's least wanted absolutely not no but it does it does have its own personality in their discography uh but the big thing for me on this album is that the mellower cuts stand out to me the most you know everything's changing in particular, I just really, really like that song. Yeah,
0: a few, a few um, of the songs to me are not bad. They're just, yeah, <laughs> not good enough. I, <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, it wouldn't. Let's say it, 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 it's in a. I have two leagues for Ugly Kid Joe. There's good Ugly Kid Joe, and then there's really, really, really fucking good Ugly Kid Joe.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. That's my number three.
0: Okay. Over to you. <laughs> uh, my number three, um, the, the the last of the albums that I'm not interested in really ever listening to again for, for the most part. Uh, my number three is Megadeth, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Because there's, excama- hey! there's an exclamation point at the end. Um, this is really, for the most part, I would say 80, 75% same old, same old. From Megadeth. Um, yeah. Once again, like I say with a lot of their more modern albums, the performances are great. All very talented musicians. There's some cool riffs on there. Overall, it's just not very exciting. Some songs are downright awful, and all of the lyrics are awful. Every <laughs> single one of them is awful. And I want to be an astronaut. I mean, that's one of the I, I would put that as better, but it's like, you know, I, but um, I, I just, actually
1: really like that. Song. I,
0: he's just gotten to the point now where all of his lyrics are just like reading from an instruction manual for some military thing where it's all like thrusters going. All systems go. Over, com- confirming. It's all. It's all just like. It's all so. Victor Bravo, Charlie. Yeah. It's it's snipers in the trees. It's, it's awful. Um, and and this album annoyed me even more because, unfortunately, and I said this before, and somebody I think got really been out of shape and left me a mean comment, but my my. Experience with Megadeth fans is that most of them are very immature. And just recently, like, there's a guy I had to block from my channel because every time I would do anything about Metallica, he would respond and tell me that me- Megadeth is better and I'm an asshole. Even though I said nothing about Megadeth anywhere in the video. <laughs> but once again, that is your Megadeth fan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it,
1: it screams... Uh- it screams victim complex. Yes. You know,
0: and, but so, but on top <laughs> of that, the first song that came out of this, uh, off of this album, the we'll be back. I liked it. I liked things about it. I thought it was cool. Um, and then I, and then the second one came out. I don't remember what that one was, but that's the one that has, has iced tea on it. I liked things about Night that. Stalkers. Uh, Night stalkers. Night stalkers. I liked things about that one too, but they did this thing. I say they, Dave Mustaine did this thing that was very strategically and well done where the two first two songs that were released were both thrash metal songs. There's really only, I think one other thrash metal song on the album, but because of that, all of these people that just want this to be a great album, they're like, it's a return to form. It's finally Dave's doing all thrash metal. And I'm like, Oh, so you listen to like two songs, and made your mind up about an entire fucking album of music. And, and (laughs) even then they don't care that there's so many just recycled riffs. Now, here's the thing. I understand that after you've been doing music for a very long time, especially when you're dealing with metal and thrash metal and things like that, there are things that are going to eventually just get recycled because it just doesn't make the connection in your head, or this is appropriate for that particular part of a song or whatever. That's not the problem. The problem is what you do with that recycled thing. Because everyone, you know, immediately comes out and says, you know, that new Metallica song sounds recycled. The riffs on it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but they made a great song with it. Like, yeah, yeah, the riff doesn't sound like anything new. It sounds like a throwback song. But overall, it's a song that I listen to and I go, that's a fucking good song. And the, yeah. the opposite side, it's not just Megadeth. It's a lot of older metal bands. Fuck it. A lot of metal bands in general, even younger, are mm. taking things that have already been done hundreds of times and just doing them the same. And with Megadeth, there's so much of this sort of middle-of-the-road Megadeth on this, and a few of the songs sound like that if they could have come straight from Super Collider, an album that everybody apparently hated. But it doesn't matter because everyone has already made up their minds that they need to be all on board with the Megadeth camp and say that this is a fucking great album. And so I'm like, I'm not saying that you're wrong if you like this album, because if you're a huge Megadeth fan, this ticks a whole lot of boxes. So it's fuck it, whatever. But Mm. um, there, I feel like there's a whole lot of... um, lip service? Is that the, is that what I'm the, the correct term where I think a lot of people are saying the things that they want to be true about this album, even though they're not true about this album. And really at the end of the day, it's just a middle of the road Megadeth album for what they've been doing recently. That's well-performed, has some cool riffs, has some cool parts, but overall it's kind of, eh, and that's it. It's, it's, it's not awful. It's just, Hmm. it, it's not it's nothing that's making me excited. And, and and this is another thing that's really upsetting to me, because if you talk about Megadeth up until the end of the 90s, I'm including Risk in this. I would say that I'm a huge Megadeth fan. Huge. Agreed. Love them. Yes. I love even Risk. All those albums, everything leading up to Risk. Risk is also great. I I love them they they if mm-hmm. they had continued either if they had stopped there or continued to make music that i feel is equally as good as all of that stuff from back in the day they would be one of my favorite bands ever but yeah. they're not because they fell off in a big way and started making music that even me as a fan i felt like i was having to make excuses for it and if you have to make excuses for it then it's just not as good they have, they have hmm. their moments. I really like uh, United Abominations. Most of that album's really good. Most of Endgame is really good. There's tracks off of every album that I go, that's fucking cool. But overall, yeah. they've taken this huge step down, and now they've put out this album that really depresses me because it's made me have to like turn in my Megadeth card and just say, look, I- I'm just not into this anymore. I'm not, mm. I, and I don't think it's going to change. I think even if Megadeth continues to put out albums for you know two, three, four more albums, however long he decides to keep it going, I really don't think it's ever going to get any better. And so I just have to resign myself to that fact. Um, so it's a weird, it's a weird uh, combination of of feelings because. I'm annoyed by the quote-unquote Megadeth fan. But at the same time, I I used to be one of them. And I want to Mm. still be one of them. And so, I don't know. I put this at number three because out of all of these, you know, it had the most parts that I thought were cool and very well done. But overall, like... I can't see myself going and just putting this album on again. If I, if, I, if if the name Megadeth goes to my head, it's going to be something from the 80s or the 90s that I'm going to be playing. And so, yeah, just disappointing. And I know they're one of your favorite bands, so I'm interested to hear your take on it. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there um, with my number three, which is Sick Dying and the Dead from Megadeth. Sick t- Dying and the Dead. <laughs> Sick dang dead.
1: Cool. Uh, so my number two is Primus with
0: Conspiranoid. Noise. Noise. Now the only yeah, the this... only EP really on our list, or technically an EP. I mean the the you know still sucks is a pretty short album, but yeah, this is actually an EP.
1: Yeah. And it's got three tracks, one of which is a 12 minute prog rock meditation on the absolute insanity of the last two years. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I am might as well jump right in. Conspiranoia is this sprawling, funky, uh, you know, constantly changing while retaining a theme and motifs. Uh, it's just really fucking cool to hear that you know I mean what is it on the desaturating seven it became very clear that Primus had entered their we are going in a prog direction yeah you know you could you could um you could say that about their entire discography but they they did it in a very uniquely Primus way yeah whereas like the last couple records have been a definitive we're going for a theme here and our influences are quite clear, but we're still Primus. Yeah, um, it
0: probably didn't. This one, it didn't hurt that they were touring where they were covering an entire Rush album on their tour. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. That definitely had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Conspiranoia is an amazing song.
0: There's um, a, that, that, that's one. But, that, that's one that they could have. They could have just literally made that into like a thirty-minute song. Because like, yeah, just the way that the the parts go, but every single time, but every time that's about to start and the bass goes, every time it starts that again, I'm all like, oh, yeah. So (laughs) I just feel like, you know, just put out like an extended dance mix of the song. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, it's just just play, you just just like connect it together and do some remixing and make it an even longer version because I would just eat that up. It's so good.
1: Yeah, it's incredible um i'm i'm gonna say though follow the fool is my favorite song on it yeah because holy shit i love the hook in this song is it the fool is it the fool who follows a fool (laughs) is it the fool who follows a fool who follows a fool or is it the fool who follows a fool who follows a fool (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's oh man I, i when that when i first heard that song i was on my way to work in my car and my mood immediately shifted i mean i'd already heard conspiranoia that i thought oh yeah yeah this is cool and then follow the fool comes on and i'm think damn boy <laughs> yeah damn boy you know um but yeah and then you get Aaron on the side of caution as uh, you know it, i love the drum sound on this the riff writing on this is genius yeah. and, like strangely heavy but there's a really good sonic space, you know, with this um, release. It's just... Yeah. They know the right amount of, you know, reverb to have on everything. They know the right amount of... You know, it's not dated. It's not overbearing. It's not any anything no. wrong with it. It just, just sounds good. 100% you know?
0: pure class from Primus.
1: Yeah. 100%. And, you know it's an ep and it it got the number two spot on a list of seven albums yeah you know the, i there is nothing wrong with that if 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 there became a law yes it, like today right no more lps gotta be eps I, I don't think i'd be upset because i feel like bands would be forced to trim fat that you know, otherwise wouldn't be enjoyable anyway.
0: Yep. So Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. yeah and I, I I recently what is it? Let's let's have a quick look. Uh I, I, this is just in reference to something. Uh okay, that's gonna be harder to find than I've thought. <laughs> I thought. I, <I've>, I uh <laughs> a, a, a watching her recently commented you know a list of albums that were in the 40 minutes to an hour zone uh on a comment i left on i think one of your videos that said you know i want i'd quite like shorter releases and it's like dude appreciate the input that was a list of about 20 to 30 albums that i simply do not have time for (laughs) in my schedule (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) you know yeah, but um, thank you for you know the recommendations, and I, and I may well get around to it. You know, I want to be surprised. I, I want, yeah, you know, I want bands to you know, I want something to show up on the level of Dirt or Angel Dust that are long albums that keep me fully invested from start to finish. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> that that's a that's a very hard task to accomplish. In this era yeah so uh with that you know primus conspiranoid kind of in and out but it's not a it's not a big release so yeah over to you for number
0: two cool um my number two um was in my top 10 of the year for 2021 and that is limp biscuit still sucks and um it's (laughs) uh 12 songs 32 minutes um in and out it's a lot of fun. I have to I have to agree with you that it is it is front loaded. And because of like my only real gripe about it is because it's only 32 minutes of material, the fact that there are two two tracks that are acoustic and not really necessarily very strong, and one of them's a cover. I almost because yeah. I heard when they recorded stuff, they had more songs than this. And I'm like, oh, man, it would have been great if they could have just kept this momentum going to where they made, like, the Limp biscuit version of Rain and Blood, where it's literally just 30 minutes of, like, it doesn't let up. 30 minutes of ba-ba-ding-ding, ba-ba-ding-ding, ba-ba-ding. Yeah. yeah. And so so I was kind of disappointed with that because the first, especially, like, three to four tracks, it really gives you the idea of, like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucking nuts for 30 minutes. And it falls off and... It has a great energy all the way through, and the the thing that I, I kind of thought was interesting is that as you get further on into the album, there are songs that almost sound like it's like what I feel like Ugly Kid Joe maybe wanted to do, but uh, but it's weird me saying this out loud. Limp Biscuit did it better, where they are <laughs> they are paying homage to to the past. Because there's a song that sounds very much like a grungy 90s alternative song. There's this, that The last song on the album sounds like something that had been from a boy band back in the 90s. There's, a, yeah. there's one that's a little more, you know, almost like punky, I guess, in a way. And I feel like it's just them sort of like celebrating like the, the decade that spawned them while also still throwing in some kick-ass limb songs. If Ugly Kid Joe had managed that, then I would have enjoyed that album a lot more. But, um, Hmm. yeah, um, honestly, going back to this album now, now that I know what it is and I'm expecting the parts that maybe aren't as strong to me, I actually enjoy this album even more with more listens because the songs Mm. that I love still hit really hard for me. And then the other ones, I've gotten to know them more and I go, OK, the things that I like about them have have come out. And so I just think it's a really strong, fun album and I don't know why things went quiet. It's so weird. This is the weirdest album release ever because there was no buildup to it. There was literally, I think there was either either a tweet or a post or some sort of story where, where Fred Durst said, "Thinking of just thinking of dropping the album on Halloween night, what do you think? And that was all anybody heard. And then on Halloween night, the album was released. They've been playing shows, but no physical release. They did a music video, a dab, dad vibes, music video. But for the most part, it seems like they sort of just let this album out. And then that was it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I wonder what that means. I want the, the, here's what I would like. Now we're 2023. There's been a year in between. They'll drop a second album of this length, 32 minutes of more songs. And then maybe have a physical release, which is a double album of both of these things. I I, I would like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a fun album if you like Limb Biscuit. If you don't, you're not going to like this, which is why the album title is appropriate. They still suck. If you if you think if you thought they sucked before, this is not going to change your mind. So um, anyway, really fun album. My number two, Limb Biscuit, still sucks, which leads us to your number one, which you know um, I figured it out is Megadeth. So um, I'm interested to hear your take on this album. Let's do it. Cool. So Megadeth, The Sick, The Dying, and The
1: Dead. Um, obviously, a, a little callback to So Far, So Good, So What, um, with how it's laid out on the uh, front cover there.
0: Um,
1: and the, and the, al- honestly, the album cover mm-hmm.
0: is, is just as bad.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it, it's it's yeah
0: <laughs> it's a really bad album cover it's like like i i i prefer so far so good so what it's not one of my favorites of their album covers but i like it but this one is it, like it's like somebody put a whole lot of effort into doing a really not very good album cover <laughs> it's just like it's just really it looks lame
1: yeah, it, it's it's not my it's not my favorite. It looks like um, the box art for a PS3 game released in 2006. Yeah, or some um, or some
0: straight to video action movie, or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, let me just uh, check out. Hang on, so far, so good. So what? I just want to make sure it's the one that's Do just. I on. Yeah, I just want to make sure that my point still stands from long ago people always shit on this album cover yeah dude i think i think it's one of the cooler ones i if anything my three favorite album covers of megadeth with this one possibly first is um so far so good to what rust in peace and um peace sells and my reasoning for that is because it looks like something you'd see on some sort of apocalyptic news broadcast in the eighties as yeah. world war three begins
0: i do yeah you know? giving it that sort of <laughs> sort of description i do like it, it it's not bad but it, but i've always looked at it and gone that's all they had like they literally just had a a, a, a what do you call it um uh what's the what's the guy's name a uh, vic they had like a vic they had Mattel, a vic yeah. and they just took some pictures of him and then put some overlays on it or whatever and then that's the album <laughs> cover and i'm just like it's kind of lazy but you know it's fine
1: yeah it it's it, it, yeah
0: yeah anyway, so, anyway. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the music the new, uh, uh, the new, um, the new album we're, we're in the now <laughs> live in the now yes <laughs> stop torturing yourself man you'll never afford it
1: um so yeah sick the dying and the dead Title track, Strong Opener, has a classic Megadeth feel reminiscent of some of their 90s era at points. Um, Life in Hell. One thing I am going to say I love about this lineup is Dirk Verbeuren, fucking badass drummer. Yeah, like agree. There's a lot of, like, it, it, his fills and stuff. Nothing impresses me more than a drummer that can do fast, subtle stuff. I don't care how loud and fast you can go. You know, we've all heard someone go... Oh, fuck. Yeah. But, like, if you can do, like, a... Like, sort of thing. Like, hitting the snare quietly is one of the harder things to do as a drummer. Yeah. Whenever someone can do that well and and fluid and sound like a fucking octopus... Yeah. Chef's kiss um night stalkers i'm not gonna lie absolutely love this song yeah. even if ice tea is there for like no reason
0: <laughs> that doesn't matter i mean that that that's, yeah. a, that's a bonus for me you put ice tea in something
1: yeah black hawk helicopters in the dead of night. <laughs> yeah uh um dogs of chernobyl track four slow song tried and true method uh sacrifice I love the Eastern feel to this track. I uh, adore that kind of pre chorus kind of thing with the chug chug chug, um, Tom fills, feel, especially that dum 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 ding, like that, that right there is classic Megadeth, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And the reason it is my number one is because, yeah, a lot of it is the same Megadeth we've had for the last 20 years. L- literally, I'm about to go back on myself for what I said about red hot chili peppers. But the, but there's the a there's a difference though because
0: Megadeth is the, one of your yeah. favorite bands and when one of your favorite bands does middle of the road versions of their stuff, you have you're more forgiving for it and you appreciate things that probably others wouldn't.
1: I think overall as well, I I do think Megadeth have a more interesting sound. Than you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers post ninety nine. Yeah, so definitely
0: more distortion.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously it's going to appeal to me. I'm a metalhead, but yeah, like it's there are things I can pick up from certain albums where there's like, I'll be honest, two thousand one onward. There's like two to three bangers per Megadeth album, uh, and i've kind of just you know i kind of grew up in the era where modern megadeth was always a thing alongside old megadeth so i guess that like cut off in evolution in the early 2000s was it never really bothered me that much yeah that be you know that being said i do i do understand that you know the the first couple decades are a lot more interesting than the last couple decades you know Uh, Junkie, pretty standard modern Megadeth track Uh, Psychopathy is a short little track where Dave reads from a dictionary as the band plays behind him (laughs) Um, (laughs) Killing Time (laughs) I do love a melodic Megadeth riff Um, Soldier On, a blast beat in a Megadeth song Go Off Dirk I also like the breakdown section in the solo in this one uh, it has the, It has,
0: has like one of the most awful choruses, though. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty bad. and cheesy. That was the moment uh, because I had pre- really? I had pre-ordered this that album. Was, that was your fuck off moment. And it was, yeah. and I had heard, I had heard, uh, uh, we'll be back, and then I heard Night Stalkers yeah. and those were both songs that the more I listened to them, the more I went. These aren't amazing songs, and then like the third single we're releasing before the album comes out is 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 uh, this one? What, what 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 was the title again? Soldier on. Soldier on, and halfway through the song I went canceling that pre order. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> because brutal. it's so bad, <laughs> it's so bad that I'm just like, you no. Know, this is if this is any indication of what this album is going to be, um, I'll just pick up vinyl later if I'm wrong, and I wasn't wrong. So there you go. Okay. okay. Go,
1: go off, King. Uh <laughs> but yeah, uh Celebutante, uh or Celebutante. I've forgotten how to say that. Uh I am one hundred percent down for an eighties high pitch speed metal riff revival, especially on the tail of Metallica's Lux Eterna. Mm-hmm. Um I think we've reached a point where we've kind of come full circle. Gent has done all it could do. <laughs> um Yeah, Uh, Mission to Mars. I want to be an astronaut. (laughs) Um, Indeed. (laughs) I can't lie. It's it's a fun track. I love when bands do kind of silly, fun songs. Sure. Uh, We'll be back. That ending breakdown is nasty. Uh, You know, that. Like that. More of that, Dave um police truck dead kennedy's cover and this planet's on fire featuring sammy hagar is a fun song uh these last two tracks feel like uh well they're 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 technically bonus tracks yeah uh but this planet's on fire feels like an end credit song and i always love when an end credit song ends and ends an album so i'm including these last two songs you know i gotta be honest dude I, I know exactly what you mean with modern Megadeth, but I just fucking love what Dave brings to the table. You know, yeah. You know, he always brings with him um, cool parts, good shredding, um, and another few years of Megadeth memes. But that, uh. and,
0: but I mean, and it's and it's true. But like, I'm I'm also not. That's why, like, I understand from the standpoint of me as a Metallica fan because somebody could listen to hardwired to self-destruct or even like the new with Lux Eterna and just say like, it's just not very good. It's not, you know, it's not as exciting as her old stuff. And that's not, that's what I want. And and I, and I would never tell those people that they're wrong. The difference is I don't immediately jump on everybody. (laughs) It's like, if you don't like Metallica and you have a valid reason for not, if you just don't like it, that's absolutely fine. But I feel like in the Megadeth camp, there's such venom from those fans that I'm just like, look, I- I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for for liking this Megadeth album, and I'm, I'm gonna,
1: I, I'm just I'm gonna chime in here with with a little little anecdote. Yeah, uh, Megadeth is my girlfriend's favorite band. Uh, that's right, I won, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she actually left Megadeth fan groups on social media because everyone is such a fucking incel. Like, yeah. you know, she—that's yeah. those were her words—and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of victim complex yeah. shit going on. And it's it, you know, it's it's like, dudes. You can like both bands, or just, just shut the fuck or up, just don't. You know? Like it's the thing.
0: Like if if somebody yeah. if somebody if I see a review of of Metallica and they go I, I think this is awful I don't like it I'm not gonna feel inclined to comment and say just because you don't know fucking anything about music because I'm not a a, a jerk off <laughs> and so yeah it's just you know it's anyway it, that it's just that's a it's it's me being old head the YouTuber. Because yeah. I have a feeling that if I wasn't doing this, I would be in contact with less of that, and so it wouldn't bother yeah. me. I'd just be like, "Fuck these people," you know. I I think uh, the the only thing that I've like
1: seen oh, the rain's back. Dang. That
0: Jesus is, Christ! It's like a it's I think a, that might it's like a Dirk Van Buren drum solo.
1: Yeah, I think it might be Hale. Um, oh, hell hail! no. Um, oh, Hale, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, the only... I have seen, like, one thing kind of roasting Lux Eterna that I did think was legitimately funny. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was... It, it came from an original place someone said something along the lines of <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog ass sounding riff, and I was like, you know what? That is kind of funny. <laughs> 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 just, re- just recreate uh, it with
0: some sort of 8-bit sounding uh, yeah. Um, music. Um, yeah.
1: Anyway. See, see, that sort of stuff is funny. Yeah. You know? It's
0: few and far if between, you to something, be original. It's few and far yeah. between where it's actually funny. Most of the time it's the same jokes over and over again and that were already weren't funny. Anyway, remember St. Angle? Remember, remember, Saint remember, remember boom, boom. Yes, we know. We know. Yeah. It's been 20 years. <laughs> That's true. It has been 20 years this year. Um Nuts. Anyway, we're, we're, we're about to, to break the two hour mark. And so I'm going to, I'm going to quickly get my number yeah. one out of the way. My number one is Conspiranoid by Primus. Hey. An EP ends up at number one, but It's just because it's uh, absolutely there's nothing there's I literally don't have any grips about this aside from I I can't wait for them to put something else out because this is not enough. I want more. Um, Yeah. And even one of more. It was, you know, I did my top 10 of 2022 and I only included albums. So I even did a little section where I talked about this EP because it was my favorite EP of the year. Um, I just love how I can get lost in, in the vibe of conspiranoia. And I just, I really think this is like my favorite primus in years. And, um, yeah, I just love that you get this sort of proggy, you know, um, sort of vibed out version of them followed by a funky, odd kind of primus that you, that you love. It's just like all, all the things that I want from primus are all just represented here with some things that like I wasn't expecting. And, um, yeah, the OG lineup is in full effect, and I'm looking forward to them doing more stuff. I don't really have a lot to add from what you said about it. It's just a really strong EP from a band that clearly has a lot more fuel in the tank, and I'm ready. I'm ready for more. So yeah, my number one, Primus Conspiranoid, it's fucking great. And, um, and that's that's the weird ranking of all the albums from other bands that we didn't rank in the <laughs> rankings that we did. Yes, <laughs> very very nice. <laughs> um, I don't even know if that deserves a yeah, we did it because it's not a band discography. But either way, um, yeah, yeah, we we, we somewhat it. accomplished something. It's good, I did. I did it, I did it <laughs> like Ugly Kid Joe did their haze. I'm like yeah, hey. we did it. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. So, thank you very much for uh, joining us for our first episode of 2023. We have a lot in store for this year. We have a long list of groups, yeah. and we've we've started scheduling out what we're going to be doing. We're going to keep this year interesting with a lot of uh, all the different flavors of Crankton ranked are going to be represented. Yeah, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. I don't know what else to add. It's a it's a new year. To, Go ahead. To to those
1: I was I was just gonna say to those out there who are worried we're ever gonna run out of bands, that's that's never gonna happen because even if we do, we can do a slash to mash to groove them removed. Yeah. Uh uh wanked and spanked whatever the
0: fuck Um. (laughs) Um, yeah we have we have such we have such a long list that's going to take us forever to get to the list that's already there and at the bottom of the list that we have i already have like 10 other bands that i've added that i haven't even told you about so it's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so there's a lot sweet there's a lot to get through um because we're you know because we are we i mean as you've seen we don't just stick to one kind of, of uh it's not just metal and um mm-hmm. we're not gonna be we're not gonna ever go into country i don't think um i wouldn't want to do that um and we,
1: we could do like an april fools version where we do the desert rose band <laughs> i mean but you like them that, so it's you know yeah yeah I, I, they, they were just the first one i thought of
0: <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get there that'll be a, a, a Every, very weird all all
1: 100 something willie nelson albums <laughs> holy shit no
0: I have to draw the line somewhere and it's right there. Anyway. All right. That's it for this episode of Crankton and Thanks for joining us. We're back next week with another band discography and um, it'll be a fun one and not one that I think people will be expecting. So it'll be um, fun. Some people will absolutely hate it. Other people will be surprised and enjoy it. Everyone else would just go, eh. It's a...
1: I, I you know come to think of it it's a flavor it's a it's a genre we we're going to call them flavors here here on out cuz I like what you said all flavors Welcome to Flavor Country
0: ladies and gentlemen.
1: What well, <laughs> Guy Fieri is going to take you to Flavor Town. Um but yeah it's it's a new it's it's another genre we have yet to cover so
0: Yeah. Well we we kind yeah. of did that a little bit with a band but I'm not going to say I'm 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 just gonna say it's a genre I've
1: come round to, because I used to not like it. Yeah, and now I now I now I'm now I'm partial to to it. It's somewhat from time to time.
0: Before we finish this episode, I have to confirm something with you because you said Flavor Town, and it had and I saw very recently somebody did a post where they were talking about how in England, the equivalent of what we have over here, which is like the dollar store or Dollar Tree, over there is called Pound Town. Is that true? <laughs> we have pound land. Uh, that sounds good too. But there are actual pictures of places <laughs> called Poundtown in England.
1: Poundtown <laughs> pound meme. Oh man, that's fucking funny. Poundtown UK. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a knockoff version of Poundland, but it is confirmed to exist. Poundtown. That's that, I fucking love that. Uh, the, how, how many? Great. Yeah, how many? If
0: you had one near you, how many times would you tell your girlfriend, "Hey, you, um, you want me to take you to Poundtown today?" <laughs> <Taking a> p- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh wow. Okay. On that note, um uh, we're gonna. Oh, gives it, what?
1: I was just gonna oh. say it gives me a legit, a legit, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna use that. I'm Do just gonna it. say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and everybody else, everybody I'll report else, report
1: back with my findings.
0: Yeah, say that, say that to <laughs> Everyone out there, say that to your significant other, um, and then and then let them know that there actually is a store called that in the UK. Anyway, all right, um, that's it for this episode of Cranked and Ranked. Uh, oh, I said it right that time. I was I was a little worried. Hey. Um, thank you very much t- for joining t- us. Took two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, As usual, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out. (laughs) Later,
1: dude. I just tried to do that. All right, bye, everyone. Later, dude. (laughs)